Hello there. Thank you so much for joining me today. Of course, we're going to be talking about Jesus. Jesus is getting us ready. He's coming and he's preparing us for his return. He's giving us revelation knowledge as to know how to be ready and as well to start living in his kingdom right here and right now. We got to get used to the way he lives so that when we move in with him, it's not going to be a big deal. We know what we're getting into. And that's why we want to know him. He said that to me one day. He said, my children, they don't know me. They don't have time for me. Some don't even agree with me. Some strongly disagree with me. But yet they think they're going to move in with me someday. Isn't that ridiculous? Let's get some more revelation knowledge, Jesus. We thank you and praise you for being here with us. We just give you all the glory. I thank you so much for teaching me. I so appreciate your correction. Love you and praise you. Give you all the glory. Now you got to have faith for Jesus to come. He said that. He said, will I find faith when I come? We, we do have to have faith to believe that even though we can't see it, right? He's coming. Noah was the only one who knew that God was really coming and he was going to flood the earth because he was listening. So we have to have an ear to hear. A long time ago, I had a crisis and I said, Lord, go ahead and teach me. Go ahead and correct me because I do not like surprises. And so he did. He started correcting me. And you know what? It always doesn't always feel so good when he corrects you because just like when you correct your children, they they get angry, their feelings get hurt, but you're doing it for their good. You're correcting your children because you want good for you. And Jesus said in Revelation 3.19, he, those who he dearly and tenderly loves, which is us, he corrects. We have to be open to be corrected. So having said all that, you know, like everyone else, at one time, I kept saying, oh, we got a long time before Jesus comes. I knew my assignments, and I thought that would take me forever to get them done. And so I thought, it'll be a while before he gets here, just like everybody else says. He's not coming yet. Well, I've heard that. So anyway, I had that attitude. And one morning, he woke me up and he said, I am coming sooner than you think. So then I thought, well, I got it all together. Jesus is coming sooner than I think and thought I was doing well. And in fact, I wrote a book for him. I didn't think it was very good, but he I guess he did. Um, I would like to do it over, you know, how we are so critical of ourselves. But I wrote this book and he took care of my debt. And by the way, the name of the book is Giving Your Way Out of Debt. And then after that, Um, I guess I just kind of, looking back, I can see I went on this little vacation. I lived like the world. What am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? What am I going to wear? Where am I going to spend all this money now? All my bills are paid. I got all this money. And that's what I was doing. And then things started dwindling away. And also, my son was born with a birth defect, and he was having miracle after miracle. And things were really, really good until after I got that big check, and I, I just started living the way I used to live. I forgot. And so I was walking one day on the boardwalk, and I said, why? Why are, Why is everything getting so bleak? You know, I don't have any more miracles. My money is running out. What am I going to do? And he said, if you really want to know, meet me here tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Well, long story short, I met him there. I was late. He told me I'm always late. I'm late for everything. So that was one correction. And I couldn't remember the bench, and it it was really quite the deal. 
But um, to make a long story a little shorter, he started explaining to me like that I was like one of the five foolish virgins. I didn't even know why they were foolish. I didn't know why they were called virgins. And now I have a revelation knowledge of knowing they are actually bridesmaids, the 10 bridesmaids. And when you marry Jesus, you turn into his bride. So I'll tell you that a little bit ahead of time. But he started showing me. He said, you're not doing your assignment. I told you to write these books. I told you to do this. I told you to do that. And you're not doing it. And so then you will perish. I will not open the door for you. Remember the five foolish virgins are like, Lord, Lord, we got our oil now. And let us in. And he said, I'm not acquainted with you. They were foolish because they weren't getting ready. He was saying, you're foolish because you're not getting ready. You didn't do what I told you to do. Like Noah, we have an assignment. He was to build that ark. God was going to start over. And he's going to start over again. And he needs us to help prepare the way for those who don't know. And so the revelation knowledge he had given me, he was expecting me to share. Not just keep it all under my hat, so to say, but to let it out. Go show. Go tell people. Care more about them than I do myself. Yet I was living like the heathen, which when I look around now, most Christians are worrying about what are you going to eat? What are you going to drink? What are you going to wear? Where are you going to spend your money? And, you know, Jesus is saying, come to the banquet table. And you're saying, I don't have time. I got to do this. I got to do that. So-and-so is getting married. I don't have time for you, Jesus. And that's where I was. And he corrected me. And I am so glad that he did. We can't see without him. We can't really see without him. We can't see what we're doing. We can't see our fault. We need his correction. And so the five foolish virgins I now understand are the five bridesmaids, right? When, some, when the bride gets married, the, the um, bridesmaids, bridesmaids, they want to get married, right? And um, they throw the garter, the traditionists throw the garter, and whoever catches it gets to get married next. And so first they got to find that man that they're going to fall in love with. And then when you, when you love someone, you aim to please them. You work to please them. Well, we're getting married to Jesus. We're called the bride of Christ. And as wise bridesmaids that will turn into his bride, we're going to do what pleases him. And what pleases Jesus? It's not his will that one should perish. And so whatever you have been gifted with, which talks about in the same chapter, I would just like to encourage you to read Matthew, read and study, meditate Matthew 25. And so your gift, the thing that he's given you to do, this is what he's given me to do, to get it in front of a camera and do what I don't want to do. I was a little girl hid behind my mom's legs. No one could take my picture. I didn't want to be looked at. And so that's what happened. He told me what to do. I started doing it. And I had the hardest time getting in front of this camera. I threw away video after video after video. And I said, God, you're calling the wrong person. I can't do this. I can't stand how I look. I don't want to do this. I'm too shy. I can't do it. And I put it off and I put it off. And I didn't write any books. And I started sinking. The enemy came, as he does, to kill, steal, and destroy. And so... I wasn't doing well, and he came and revisited me and re-encouraged me, and he said, there is no excuse. You know, how do you think Noah felt building this ark and people laughing at him and not believing what he said? And, and, and my mission is to tell you Jesus is coming, 
And people don't get that. They don't believe that. They don't think he's coming. They don't think they have anything to do. And if we don't think we have anything to do, I want to tell you, you are a foolish bridesmaid that will not get married. You will not get married. Jesus is going to say, I didn't know you. You didn't take part in what I cared about. This is a good message. This is a true message. But people don't want to hear the truth. I learned that. And that's why I started backing off. But you know what? I'm going to tell the truth. And it doesn't matter my circumstances. It doesn't matter if you want to hear me or not. I'm going to do my part because I'm going to marry Jesus. I'm in love with Jesus. I care about what Jesus cares about. And I'm not going to let anything get in my way anymore. Because when he comes on that day, for sure, I don't want him to say, I didn't know you. You weren't involved in what I'm involved in. You had gods before me. You lived like the heathen. You worried about what you're going to eat, drink, and wear before you would even do my work. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey me. And if you do my work, if you believe in me, you'll do my work. Because I'm going to Father, and I'm expecting you to do what I was doing. But we're so wrapped in the up in the world. We, you know, I got to go to work. I got to do this. My daughter's getting married. I don't have time for you, Jesus. And if you don't have time for Jesus, you don't have time for correction. If you don't have time for correction, you're not going to know that you're one of the five foolish bridesmaids. You know, on the boardwalk, when he told me I was a foolish virgin uh, bridesmaid, well, he compared me to that parable, I didn't understand what he meant. I'm like, how can I be foolish? Because you're not getting ready. I didn't understand I was even marrying Jesus. One part that really sticks out at me that I often think about is, he said, if you really want to know, meet me here tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Well, tomorrow morning came, when, and at, I want to tell you it was audible, so it was really, really freaky. It really scared me. I didn't understand. But anyway, I got there. I looked at the alarm clock the next morning, and I knew I had to be there. And I struggled to get ready in time, and I got there, and I was late. And he said, I knew you'd be here, but I knew you'd be late. So he knows my heart, but he knows that. I need to be motivated to go, and I can't let things get in my way. So if you really want to know, if you really want Jesus to correct you, you're going to meet him on your knees and find out what you have to do to be ready. And you're not going to be arrogant like the enemy and say, I'm ready. I don't have to do anything. How do you know? Do you know more than Jesus? Meet him on that boardwalk. I had no idea I was being foolish. I thought since I got that check, I was doing good. I was going to heaven, and I wasn't. I was on the wrong track. I was on the wrong track. I didn't know, and he corrected me, and then he helped me. And I went through a really hard time, as I said, getting in front of the camera and staying on track and, and having enough confidence in myself to say, no, I can't go anywhere. You know, I had all these, I had this life going on. I had family coming over and you know, things going on. I redecorated my house. And I had to let all of that go and put Jesus first. And it wasn't easy. And family didn't understand. And so it, it's quite the thing. But he's saying, I'm coming. I love my children. If you care, if you love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, you're going to care about what he cares about. And that means everyone would be saved. You don't just say, well, I know I'm going to heaven, so I don't care. Now, if you love Jesus, because he cares, if you can feel and know his emotions, then you're going to care. And the way to feel and know his emotions is to start obeying him, and then he's going to show himself to you.
He said that. If you love me, you'll obey me, and I'll show myself to you. It's a good message. I hope you listen to it. I hope you share it. I hope you get it. Listen to it over and over. Read Matthew 25. Right from after he starts talking about the five foolish virgins who weren't ready, then he said, give strict attention. You don't know when the Son of Man is coming, and you don't want to come. You don't want him to come when you're not ready. You don't want him to close that door on you. You don't want him to close that door on you. You don't. Then he starts talking about um, the gifts and the talents in the next part of the chapter and how we were all gifted. And when he comes, if we haven't utilized our gift, we're going to be thrown out into the furnace where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. And maybe you think that's harsh, but you got to care about what he cares about. If you're in love with someone, they don't care about what you care about. Are you really acquainted with them? Do you really know them? Do you really care about Jesus? And you're going to care about what he cares about. And he cares about those people around you. He cares about everyone. Say a prayer with me. Jesus, you said that you're knocking at the door of your heart. And you said that we that you're, you're knocking, and if we invite you in, if we heed your voice, you would come in and you would dine with us. You would teach us your way, and so we're asking you to do that right now. Come in, Lord. Come in our hearts. Come in our lives. Change our lives. Help us to know it's not just a prayer, but it's a heed. We have to heed your voice so you can take us down that narrow path. It's a tough path, but it's so worth the walk. We love you and praise you give you all the glory. You said that prayer. I would love it so much if you let me know if you said that prayer. Get on your knees now and find out what you have to do. Meet him at the meet him at the boardwalk and find out what you have to do to be ready. Tell him you're serious. Tell him you want to know. Ask him to correct you. Thanks so much for listening today. God bless you.